WHMP. And welcome to the Afternoon Buzz, and thanks for joining us. Today it is uh, the day after an important holiday, Labor Day, where we celebrate work and workers. It's also an important day because it is a primary day. Hello, Dan Torres. Hello, Buzz. Well, big question. Have you yeah. voted yet? Uh, Buzz, I'm almost offended you asked me that question because you know the answer to that question, Buzz. I, of course I did. I went there this morning. I didn't vote early. I could have. I decided not to. In the rain. And uh, I voted. And uh, it was... Uh, Pretty seamless process. Walked in there. There was no line. So like, here's the big question. Yeah. How long before today yeah. did you make up your decision? Now, we've met a lot of candidates. Yeah, do you want here. me to tell you? you want I don't me want to tell you to tell me I who tell unless you. you want to. But I, I do want, want to. Go ahead. I, I can just say I, I voted uh, for State Senator Eric Lesser primarily for two reasons. Um, I For Lieutenant Governor. I voted for him because he's out from Longmeadow. But I also wanted to reward the fight that he has been waging to get east-west rail in this area. And uh, I, I have nothing against the other lieutenant governor uh, candidates, but I wanted to vote for him because that's uh, just I, I felt like I was rewarding somebody who, who was fighting for something that I believed in. And he's somewhat local here to western Massachusetts. So those were the two overriding factors. West-east rail. Yes, perfect. West East Race. <laughs> Hell, yes, yes. It's West East Rail. Yeah, how about the AG's uh, office? Yeah, I, Andrea Campbell, we had her on. I, um, I just loved her story. I think she's fighting for the right issues. And um, I, I think she would do a great job. Also supported by Maura Healy. Couldn't have hurt. Um, so maybe maybe that was I was influenced by that. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought she was the most... I mean, I, I should have done more research on, you know, exactly where they've been in the last 20 or 30 years. But well, I basically... were here in studio. We yeah. talked about a lot We talk of a lot about a lot of things. But Most I of them were on our program at least twice, They right? were. So. But I think, yeah, all of them were almost on twice. So I did get a feel from them from, from that way. So I felt... Yeah, I felt like Andrea was the, the right choice for me. Um, and uh, what was the How other one? How about governor council? Oh, Who'd yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would tell you that, Buzz, but I, I don't even remember the person's name. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I know it's important. I know it's important. I've heard a lot about it. So, um, Well, I, I'm going to spend another minute talking about this, but before we turn to it, I'm very excited about our guest today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Wayfinders and this incredibly important pressing uh, issues surrounding affordable housing in this region, throughout the Commonwealth, and throughout the nation. But before we do that, I just want to tell you, I too voted this morning, tonight, uh, right after I leave here, I'll get back to Ashfield probably at about 5.40, throw down a dinner, and then we go to Town Hall, where my wife and I, for about 40 years now, we count ballots, which is a fun and rewarding activity. Um, it, and uh, a very secure process where you check in and you say, hi, my name is Dan Torres, of uh, 13 Elm Street, and they check off your name. Somebody else hands you a ballot. You walk over. You put your X's where you want them. You go to somebody else. You say, okay, Dan Torres, I just voted. They check you out. And then you put your ballot inside the little box that's 210 years old, and they <laughs> crank it, and it disappears. And then before we're finished, the constable comes over, unlocks the, the, the box. The number, every time it cranks, a bell goes off. And it says, now we're at 113, now we're at 114. 
He checks the number of people who checked in against the number of people who checked out against the number of ballots in the box. In the box. Um, first, that the number says on the front of the box, and then that they're actually counting the ballots. And if they all match up, if they don't match up, we have to go through a process. If they do match up, then we pair up. I can't work with my wife because we have to be unrelated people <laughs> counting. We have to sign everything that we do, and we get an accurate signature, and that's the way it ought to go. Um, <laughs> so despite Sidney Powell and the other people who claim that, uh, that there's fraud, most, I think, jurisdictions are like that. But anyway, this morning, I, and I too voted for Eric Lesser in part, as you said, because he is, I, I liked all of the candidates yeah. compelling for attorney general and for, um, and for lieutenant governor. I voted for Eric Lesser, not only because he's a local guy, but also um, his, I think a lieutenant governor can work closely with the legislature to do that which the governor needs mm. doing. Mm. And I, he, as a state senator and as a, a, a primary advisor to uh, David Axelrod, who was advisor to chief advisor to, I forgot to mention President that. Obama, I think he's got substantial uh, experience that he could bring to it. But I'll be happy whoever wins yeah. the lieutenant governor's race uh, and the attorney general's uh, race. I, too, voted for Andrea Campbell. Yeah. Um, and um, I think it'll be great to have a... Um, a woman of color in the AG's office. She was yeah. president at Boston City Council. So, yeah. But I think we're lucky here in Massachusetts. And and Jeff Morneau got my vote. We still have an election in November, though, right? So, we do. Yeah. We do. But uh, I think this is for the Democratic nomination. And right. You never know with governor, but I don't it's think true. this time Morris not going to be in trouble. Yeah. Um, but having said that, everybody, if you haven't voted, you have till 8 o'clock tonight, go to your polls. Please vote. And if you haven't registered to vote, you won't be able to vote tonight. Please register to vote in time for the November 8th election. Um, it's critical. Our democracy is imperiled right now, and what they need is you. So um, please do go and vote. Meanwhile, here in the studio, I am just thrilled. Um, we have with us the CEO of Wayfinders, uh, Keith Ferry, who... Um, Keith, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, pleasure to be here. Really, thanks to, for having me. This um, issue of affordable housing, it used to be sort of, uh, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth um, on the list of dire circumstances that we're facing, but it keeps, uh, sadly, moving up that list um, for so many people, um, and not just anymore people who live in abject poverty. It's now people who are working people who can't find a place to live. So um, I'm really glad that you and the Director of Marketing and Communications, uh, Mark, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Um, so first of all, can we just talk about what the issue is? Talk about what the need is that Wayfinder's mission is to help. Sure. Uh, the, the need is to um, find a place where people can call home, that they can afford, that they can sustain where they can raise their family, where they can uh, further their education from, where they can have a, uh, a place where they can heal uh, and, be, and be well, uh, where they can really um, have a, a place of, um, of, of, of peace and calm. We all need every day, right? Uh, that's a common thing that we all need. And if we're going to succeed in life, whether it's in our work, whether it's in school, whether it's with our families, 
we need a place over uh, a roof over our heads, a place to, that we feel comfortable in, a place we can afford. And right now, in our Commonwealth, in our region, uh, there are far too many people who are struggling with that issue every day. And to the point you raised, Buzz, about the election, I'm excited about the election as well, uh, because for the first time in, um, in, in that I can recall in my 25 years in working on housing, housing is a top-tier issue for all the gubernatorial candidates, all the lieutenant governor candidates. Every candidate is talking about it because all Even the attorney general's are, candidates. Everyone's talking about it because... It affects everybody, and everybody is challenged with it today, whether you're uh, low-income or you're, you're homeless, or even if you are working and middle-income, finding housing you can afford is unfortunately a challenge that's facing far too many of our neighbors and friends. Keith uh, Ferry, I, I live in Ashfield. It's a beautiful community. It's a community of about 1,800 people, um, and this is what has happened in my beautiful community. People are born there, people are raised there, people want to stay there, and they can't afford the housing that their parents were able to afford, their grandparents were able to afford. Um, it's an incredible phenomenon. I wish it was just Ashfield. It's every hill town. It's not just the Springfields and Pittsfields. It's it, all 356 cities and towns in Massachusetts has this crisis looming. Absolutely. Um, over the last two years, we've been working with the UMass Donahue Institute to do a study of, our, of, the, of the Pioneer Valley. We call it the Greater Springfield Housing Study, but it's uh, all three counties of the Pioneer Valley we looked at. And what we found and what the Donahue Institute found in their, in their analysis was that we have an 11,000-unit housing supply gap in our region. And that's not just affordable housing. That's all types of housing that's needed in our region to fill that gap. And what they also projected is if we don't, if we don't start working to fill that gap now, um, that, that housing supply gap is going to grow. And they projected by, by 2025, we'd be at 19,000 units. There's lots of different things that are going on that create that housing supply gap. As Buzz, as you know, we're not a rapidly growing region. You know, uh, we are flat to, to declining growth in terms of population. But we have population that has unique dynamics. We have an aging population that is living longer, living well longer, and staying in their homes. Uh, so, and then we have a, a millennial population that is creating new households, looking for homes. And those two huge demographic bubbles are part of the issue. The other part of the issue with supply is that we haven't been building enough, not only not the last year, not the last decade, but for the last several decades across the country. And that gets us, not, and, not, and these two demographic bubbles are not surprises to us, right? Mm. We knew baby boomers have been here for a long time, and the millennials have been here for a long time now, too. But we haven't matched our resources and our decisions with the recognition that we need to um, change and adapt in terms of our investments that we're making in our communities, in the zoning we need in our communities, and the types of housing that people might need uh, to be able to have uh, an equitable and thriving region. And that's what Wayfinders is about, is about creating that equitable and thriving region. Uh, and if you're, if you're um, interested in that, in that vision, in that, in that goal, housing is a, a central part of that. So the organization that you are uh, chief executive officer of, yep. and have been for a few years, I think three years, it's a 50-year-old. Uh, two years now. Yeah. Two years, <laughs> yeah. two years. Um, but with inflation, it's three years. Okay, sure. <laughs> but it's a 50-year-old organization. It's yeah. called Wayfinders. Can you tell us about Wayfinders in general? Sure. Wayfinders started 50 years ago under the name the Housing Allowance Project. Again, the affordability issue coming up then. Um, and we were one of the um, 
demonstration projects for what became the Federal Section 8 program, which is a uh, a housing choice voucher program where uh, people who are low income can get a subsidy from the government to help them find rental housing in the private market. Over time, we have grown to work across the housing continuum from homelessness to home ownership. Uh, That means we are providing shelter to homeless families who uh, unfortunately get displaced from their homes. We are providing uh, first-time homebuyer classes to help people uh, um, who are interested in becoming home buyers. We are building uh, rental and ownership housing in communities across the region. Today, we own and manage about 800 units of rental housing in the region. We have developed over our, over our, uh, our lifespan about 1,300 units of housing, uh, and we have plans to do much more in the future to help address the issues that we've been talking about so far today and then we'll continue to talk about. We want to talk about that a little bit more. Um, I want to take a break right now. We're going to come back. We're going to find out about those events, about those activities, about that housing, about Wayfinder's mission, and how to be successful and what people can do to help. We're going to be back with Keith uh, Ferry right after these messages. Stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. Hearing the verdict and hearing the words racial animus were extremely painful for, certainly for myself and for the women and men of the Greenfield Police Department who really do go to work every day to serve the people of Greenfield. 1015, 1400, and 1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. Watch films in Spanish. Read poems in Spanish. Spanish through arts and artists. An advanced Spanish class this fall at the International Language Institute. Poetry, film, music, visual arts. Look, listen, speak, sing, read, and write. Steep yourself in the Spanish language through the arts. This 12-week part-time course, in person or online, starts September 20th. So sign up, art lovers. One of the world's top language schools is right here. The International Language Institute in downtown Northampton. A lot of mattress stores, all they talk about is price. Sale, 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 save, 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 blah, blah, blah. I get it. No one wants to pay a dollar more than you have to. But what do you really know about mattresses? Are you an expert? I'm not. And I have a furniture store. So I at least know a little. Hi, it's Robin from Talon Furniture. We mostly sell therapeutic mattresses at Talon Furniture. Not Tempur-Pedic, not trying to mislead you. Therapeutic. The best mattress value I've ever found. And believe me, I've looked around. Therapeutic mattresses are made in Brockton. I've walked the floor and it was reassuring because there's no toxicity, no off-gassing. Therapeutic mattresses are clean and made by fellow Red Sox fans. Play the sale, sale, sale game if you want. That's not for me. A therapeutic mattress from Talon Furniture is your best bet and best deal. Today, tomorrow, or whenever you decide to buy a new mattress. In the mood for takeout? Want to find yoga classes, music lessons, or art supplies nearby? Save 30% on full-value gift certificates to dozens of local businesses and services from Springfield to Brattleboro and everywhere in between. Whether it's a quick bite for lunch, something nice for a special occasion, or just an excuse for some good old retail therapy. Save 30% on full-value gift certificates at the Shop 30 store at whmp.com. Do you love fishing, swimming, or boating, but hate the trash you find? Do you want to help protect 
clean water and wildlife? Whether you live near the Deerfield River, Millers, Westfield, Chicopee, or Connecticut, your local river needs you. Join the Connecticut River Conservancy and help us protect our rivers. Our rivers belong to all of us, and each of us has a responsibility. Together, we can make a difference. Learn more about what you can do at ctriver.org. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And we are back in the studio with us. We are talking about Wayfinders with the CEO, um, Keith Fairley, and with the Director of Marketing and uh, Communication, Mark Latanzi from Wayfinders. So we were just talking about, uh, let's talk about affordability. Yeah. What does it cost people now who are entering the housing market who want to find a place to buy or to rent? What, what does it cost? Well, you, what, it's costing too much. And um, we know that, as I was mentioning, um, Buzz, we did this housing study. And we did the housing study to really understand what the housing circumstances were in our region. This was all decided upon pre-pandemic that we were going to do this study. And the, I, we did it because people were, there's a lot of conjecture about, well, our price is rising, our um, are, are, are there enough housing units available? And no one really knew solidly for our region all the dynamics that were going on. So we wanted to pull together something that was focused on our region, that was actually modeled on a report that they do out in, in Boston every year called the Greater Boston Housing Report Card. So we created one for the Pioneer Valley. And what we found, pre-pandemic numbers these are now, one in four renters were paying more than 50% of their income for their housing costs. That's pre-pandemic. Um, and um, uh, more than 54% um, um, of our renters uh, were paying more than a third of their income for their housing costs. Uh, it's a better situation for homeowners, um, um, but what we see is uh, renters are really challenged today. That's across the income spectrum. Part of it is because we don't have enough supply. Part of it is also around the other equation here is incomes. Uh, in our region, incomes are, are generally, they're lower than the Commonwealth averages overall. But the numbers I just quoted you on affordability are worse than the Commonwealth, meaning that we have worst affordability challenges, low incomes. And what we saw during the pandemic here in our region is we saw steadily rising housing prices. Not, they didn't go, you, people are talking right now about Boston right now and seeing housing prices rocket in Boston. What happened during the pandemic in hot neighborhoods in Boston was that they actually went down in Boston and New York and all the big cities. The prices went down in the hot neighborhoods in particular, which brought, brought down the city averages overall because no one wanted to be there, right? People were leaving. That didn't happen here. People were, in some cases, coming here. But this, what was happening here was we were seeing steadily rising prices, 5 8% in our region. We weren't seeing the same thing across the board in incomes. And pre-pandemic, we were seeing our incomes, especially for people of color, were flat. The period coming, the five-year period leading up to the pandemic for black and Hispanic households, it, the incomes were flat. Now, white and Asian households saw significant gains during that time period, um, but at the same time, we were seeing housing prices rise. And today, the other issue is, as I mentioned, there's not enough supply. Vacancy rates are at an all-time low. For home ownership housing, vacancy rates 1%. For rental housing, it's around four or five percent, and tighter. Or in supply other and demand, means right? So, so that's that's. I'm those gasping are the for air, Keith. I, yes. I, uh, and now this is, well, 
here's my story. My story is I'm just coming out of law school. Yep. It's 1979. Yep. Um, we found a house that was really cheap, and we um, were told then that in order to support a mortgage, we had to 30% of our income yep. uh, should be, no more than 30% should be uh, uh, dedicated to uh, paying a mortgage. Um, back then it was 8.9%, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, but we had to put 20% down. My first gig was for $179 a week. I thought I'd made it. I was like really Mr. Big, right? Mm-hmm. Big lawyer at 179 bucks a week. But um, we were able to do it, right? We the, but 30% of your income is really different than 50% of your income, yeah. especially with food prices, gas prices, transportation right. costs. It's crazy. Right. And you, we saw what happened. Those numbers I quoted you, Buzz, were pre-pandemic numbers. It only got worse for those households where they got lost hours, lost employment altogether. People are recovering now in terms of gaining employment and other things like that. But those prices didn't take a break. They've continued to, to increase, whether you're a renter or, or an owner. And I think while these, these data points are overwhelming... It, um, and there's lots of them that I could more I can quote to you, both in the disparities along racial lines, um, whether you're an owner or a renter, because it disproportionately uh, uh, white households are owners and disproportionately households of color are renters. There's a it's the biggest housing tenure gap uh, in over 25 years in the country overall, and where our housing tenure gap, meaning who is an owner, who's a renter, is um, is bigger than the country overall. 70% of white households own their own homes, only 30% of black and Hispanic households own their own homes in the Pioneer Valley. And when we talk about that, that's an issue around wealth creation um, and economic mobility and upward mobility for those households. So we have a lot of things to solve for, but the good thing is these are solvable problems. These you are about- think? Oh yeah, absolutely. These are decisions that were made, how we got here. We didn't get, it's not an accident that we got here, okay? Um, this is about not investing uh, in the right places uh, to get to what the outcomes. as a society? As, as a, a society overall, from the federal government to the state government to local governments. The good thing is that we see signs of hope on the horizon. Different communities across the Pioneer Valley are, have recognized this, different leaders, elected, uh, and uh, people who are coming up from the grassroots are recognizing this issue and taking action in different communities. Um, here in Northampton, in Amherst, in East Hampton, uh, uh, mayors and councils have, are looking at or have already allocated uh, revenues, uh, land, to create more affordable housing options. Uh, at the state level, we've seen even action, even though we've seen some inaction, unfortunately, with the Economic Development Bill. Prior to that, we saw action both coming from the governor and from the legislature, putting a significant amount of the American Rescue Plan Act resources to bear on these issues, to try to begin to make the right investments. There's no silver bullet here. It's gotta be a concerted, long-term investment in the future of our communities. And that's what this is about, the future of all of our communities. But we hear CEO Keith Ferry of Wayfinders, we we hear about issues like gentrification in the city, where uh, actually, I can tell you my my son's story, he lives in Brooklyn. He's lived there for some time. He's got a couple of kids, and uh, he, he's a teacher and a coach of other teachers. He makes a decent income, mm-hmm. and um, he's put away a significant amount of money. But housing there, because he, he's in Bed-Stuy, which used to be a really poor neighborhood, mm-hmm. but people with assets have come in, purchased housing, um, uh, turned it into better housing, in, including him. And because of gentrification, now to find something for under $2 million, 
in what used to be a really low-income area is really difficult for him to do. He's committed to his whole uh, universe it surrounds disadvantaged people and trying to uh, bring up, uh, float all the boats. But mm -hmm. um, it's really a million and a half, two million dollars doesn't get you a heck of a lot in many places in many cities. Uh, and that's part of the problem, right? It is part of the problem. And, you know, New York, uh, Boston, San Francisco, all these cities have been dealing with these issues for some time. I'm a, I'm a, a, a elapsed New Yorker myself uh, and definitely dealt with those, those same economic pressures there. Uh, and and what you're speaking about is people who are even middle-income folks, folks who are in, solidly in the middle class. Teacher salary. Can't afford to, to, to live in these communities. But that's the same issue here in our region. Mm -hmm. People cannot, people who are, are working here, educating our children, uh, working in many of our institutions, whether they be educational institutions or otherwise, can't afford to live in many of our communities. And when you have that kind of situation, you're breaking down the fabrics of your community. When people have to drive hours to get to work, um, they are no longer part of your community, they're part of somebody else's community and they're driving in and out. Um, and it creates, um, I think, not the kind of equitable and thriving communities that we wanna have. Mm. And so if you have that vision, um, then you need to think about wherever you're acting from, what can you do to create a more equitable and thriving region through housing in your community? This is such an important conversation. When we come back, the organization is Wayfinders. That's right. And if people want to contact you, if people want to help, if people want to donate so that you can do your job that your mission requires, That's how do they get in touch with you? Well, you can go to, Mark can talk to this as well, but wayfinders.org on the website. That's W-A-Y-F-I-N-D-E-R-S.org. Uh, you can find out lots about our organization. Mark, do you want to talk about anything else there? Oh, yeah. I mean, we have... Well, Mark, when we come back, what I want yeah. to do is ask you about what events are on the coming up. I'm only cutting them off so we can pay our bills. Uh, makes sense. <laughs> do it. <laughs> and we're going to be back with Mark uh, Latenzi, who's the Director of Marketing and Communications for Wayfinders. It's wayfinders.org. It is an organization worth supporting. It's an organization that gives dignity and housing to people who are not just living in poverty. They're working people. We all need housing. We'll be back talk more about Wayfinders right after these messages. Do stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. They had no home. Poor boys, they had no home. They had no home. So I left my room for a minute. Just get me a glass of for WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Polls are open today until 8 p.m. in the midterm primary election. Voters will pick their party's candidates to go on to the November 8th state election. Nearly every statewide office is contested, as well as legislative seats and local seats like the Hampshire County Sheriff. Cress is officially up and running. After a two-month training period, Amherst Community Responders for Equity, Safety, and Service started work today. The focus will be to de-escalate situations and reduce the number of arrests and citations police have to issue. The department also hopes to cut down on police pressure in handling mental health calls. Responders will start out meeting people in public places during the day and gradually scale up to be available 24-7. A new report from the Attorney General's office shows more than $11.8 million in restitution and penalties were issued against Massachusetts employers. The report details $7.5 million in restitution to employees, 
and $4.2 million in penalties to the state's general fund for various wage thefts and worker exploitation activities. Many businesses were penalized for not providing employees with meal breaks. Over 19,000 employees benefited from the enforcement actions. And the Franklin County Fair will begin a four-day run on Thursday. The annual parade will make its way from the Greenfield Middle School to the fairgrounds around 5 p.m. The theme of this year's fair is Thrills for You in 22. and marks the return of the Black Cat Hell Drivers Auto Thrill Show on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Admission is $12 for adults and free for those 8 and under. For the rest of today, rain heavy at times. It'll be cool, high 64 to 68. Tonight, chance for showers, otherwise mostly cloudy. Overnight lows 56 to 60. And the other for Wednesday, becoming partly sunny after morning showers. Highs in the lower 70s. I'm 22 New Storm Team Meteorologist Adam Stremko on 101.5 WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with local dynamo Tara Brewster. Saturdays at 11 and Sundays at 2. Only on WHMP. Brought to you by Business West. The vital business news in Western Mass is in Business West. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Join Mark Patrick seminars and lose the weight guaranteed for only $49.99. Hypnosis designed to stop disordered eating and cravings. Also, you can stop smoking with Mark Patrick seminars. Hypnosis can destroy your desire to smoke without cravings, irritability, and weight gain, or your money back. Join the over half million others who have attended. Seminars are Monday, October 3rd at Hotel Northampton. The weight loss seminar is at 5.30 and the stop smoking seminar is at 8 p.m. Go to markpatrickseminars.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Mike Fenton, candidate for Governor's Council. I've been practicing law in Western Massachusetts for 10 years, and I'm an adjunct law professor at Western New England University, where I also earned my MBA. I've been a member of the Springfield City Council for 12 years, three of those years as council president. I believe that the combination of these experiences uniquely qualify me to be your next Governor's Counselor. I respectfully ask that you consider my candidacy. Thank you. Paid for by the committee to elect Michael Fenton. Want to support the kind of talk you hear on the afternoon buzz? Want to hear your business's message here on WHMP? Email us, yourmessage at whmp.com. We'll help you craft a marketing message that'll reach listeners of your favorite WHMP show. And you'll be supporting the local news, Valley Talk, and progressive voices you hear right here on WHMP. Let us know about your message. Email us, yourmessage at whmp.com. And add your message to our mission. And hear your message right here on WHMP. Your message at whmp.com. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And we are back. We're talking about affordable housing, well, nationally, throughout the Commonwealth, and in particular in our region, where for some it is an acute problem. We are lucky to have the CEO, Keith Ferry, of um, Wayfinders, and also the Director of Marketing and Communication, Mark Latanzi, here with us. I wanted to throw this to you, Mark. Um, I know that Wayfinders uh, holds uh, its sponsors and it also conducts seminars um, to help people uh, in uh, the entire arena of housing. So can you tell us what's coming up and what, how people can get in touch with Wayfinders and find out more about it? Thanks, Buzz. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we do, we hold regular monthly workshops for people who are interested in buying their first home, first-time home buyers. 
um, and those are available in English, they're available in Spanish, sometimes they're in person, sometimes they're online. Um, and what that does, if you participate in that class and become a certified first-time home buyer, it helps you unlock certain down payment programs and mortgage products that will be help that'll help you get into that home. So you do a little work, you get up to speed on what it requires to be a homeowner, and it unlocks these added benefits to help you get over that hurdle and get that first home and do it more affordably. Does that only apply to homes? What if I get a condo or, or something like that? That's a good question. I'm it's a home ownership program. Yeah. So uh, okay. all, all aspects of home ownership. Oh, okay. okay. Great. And um and if you're not quite there yet and your credit needs a little tidying up or you need a little help getting um, you know, getting your income up through some job advantages or and things like that, we have credit success workshops. We help people so they can tighten up that credit. It takes time, you know, you gotta take care of some bills. It's gotta, a big deal. You know, it's it's a big worth deal. investing time on. Yeah, it takes some time, but it we've helped people get through that. It's a multi-year process and it helps them to repair the credit and it helps them to save money for the down payment. And if they complete it successfully, then they can also receive additional down payment assistance through some funds that we can access to help them invest in that first home. Or if that's not the priority for them, maybe it's a car for more reliable transportation, or maybe it's education. We can help with that as well. The goal being overall is to help people move up that ladder. Well, and help, obviously the focus there is on either new homeowners or on renters, but what about landlords? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have workshops for landlords as well so that landlords can understand what their rights and responsibilities are. They can learn a little bit about the fair housing laws. They can learn about how to work with tenants who receive housing subsidies so that they can offer their apartments to people who do that. And they can understand a little bit more about the business of being a landlord. So how do people find out about these workshops? We've got a calendar at wayfinders.org. Um, it's updated regularly. There are workshops this week. Tonight is one of our first-time homebuyer classes that's starting. Um, but if you missed that one, don't worry. There's going to be another one. We're having a weekend workshop this Saturday for landlords, um, that landlord that we mentioned, that landlord training that we mentioned. And then next week, we have some credit success workshops, both in English and Spanish. And they'll keep going. We have a very active... A group of staff people who are always offering these opportunities to people in the community. Wayfinders.org. Look at the calendar. You just click on calendar and that'll, yep. this stuff pops up. That's right. Keith, do, uh, how, do you, how do you get the word out to people of what Wayfinders does and how it could help people? Well, we uh, really try to work with community organizations who are also connecting with other people. So Pioneer Valley Community Action and uh, all the other community action agencies who are often dealing with folks who are coming to them uh, with housing issues. We, we, we develop partnerships and relationships. Uh, we develop, uh, we have relationships with different healthcare systems. What they often find is people are, uh, they're discharging people from hospitals, uh, sometimes with acute issues. Uh, but are healthy enough to go home, but they don't have homes to go to or they need to find a better home. And so we do housing search work and support around that as well. Um, so we have lots of different partnerships. Community Legal Aid. Also. Uh, community Legal Aid is, uh, is, is, uh, was a great partner to work with, particularly during the pandemic for us as we help people with emergency financial assistance. Uh, Massachusetts received in total over $800 million of emergency financial assistance and mm -hmm. Wayfinders helped uh, bring about $120 million of that to the Pioneer Valley. I, our heart is always broken when we see homeless people in our, in our communities. I mean, 
we know that it happens, and when you go to New York, it's just part of the landscape there, mm-hmm. and, and it makes you sad, and maybe you bring out a dollar every other street corner or something and drop it in a bucket. But um, when we see it around here, it's heartbreaking. What can Wayfinders do about homelessness? Well, some things that we already do about homelessness, we work uh, specifically with homeless families. Uh, Massachusetts is a right to shelter for homeless families. That's that's an adult with a child or even someone who's pregnant and and expecting a child. Uh, If they become homeless, um, the Commonwealth um, provides them with um, transitional housing. And we provide today 200 units of transitional housing for homeless families. but we do more than the transition. We try to stabilize those families, help them create a plan to getting uh, sustainable housing for themselves. Uh, we help them with employment, uh, finding jobs. Uh, and then we help them find housing and stabilizing that housing in the community. And so that's the kind of work that we do every day. I'm really um, amazed by our, our team that works with people through incredible issues, whether it be uh, mental health issues, chemical dependency, uh, or other things that are, prevent them from getting housing or retaining housing, our team is dedicated to uh, o- helping people overcome those barriers uh, so that they can get stably housed. Keith Ferry, how big is your team at Wayfinders? Uh, we have a little over 300 staff. Uh, we actually grew during the pandemic to meet the needs of the community. I was mentioning about those emergency financial assistance resources. Um, the state of Massachusetts, uh, pre-pandemic, has a program called Residential Assistance for Families in Transition. So if you were to come to us, Buzz, and needed, needed help paying the rent because you lost your job, uh, we could provide you with some support. That program was the basis for what grew to be uh, a key part of the uh, eviction diversion initiative in the state. And in our region, uh, we, and particularly in Hampton and Hampshire County, uh, we helped facilitate an incredible amount of resources here in Hampshire County. Uh, it was um, um, over um, $5 million in resources in the last fiscal year to help people pay the rent. That's really impressive. But this, this is Dan. I have a quick question. Um, Keith, can you talk a little bit about uh, the role you think the state government or local municipalities should play in, in, in this effort? Because it, it seems like, is it, is it a question of more money that needs to be allocated? Is it there, there needs to be more organizations, more nonprofits, more business enterprises? Like it's all team effort. Can you talk a little bit about that? It is an all hands on deck effort that's needed at the state level. We need both enabling uh, resources to build more. The state has allocated some to do that, but we need more of those resources and we need them consistently for the next decade. Uh, We need policies at the state and the local level to help us really think about the future of our communities and what we want them to look like. Uh, A lot of times people are focused on what their community used to look like or what it looks like today. Mm -hmm. We really have to plan for where are we going in the future? What are the needs? If you want your teachers to live in town, if you want your kids to be able to live in a town where where they grow up, Mm -hmm. what kind of housing are they going to need? Those are the questions that we need to answer, and then we need to put our policies and our resources behind those, whether it be zoning policies, whether it be uh, policies that create incentives for people to stay or come to our region. One of the things that, you know, Massing did a report recently about people leaving Massachusetts who are college educated, not just our region, but losing that population. Losing that brain trust, using that potential is not a recipe for success for our community. So what do we Mm. want? And we need to create the power once we know what we want mm. in terms of retaining that population, creating the right economic opportunities for folks. We need to invest in that from a housing standpoint. That means money. That means the right kind of policy. 
and everybody can get involved. It's not just policymakers. If you hear about a housing project coming to your town, go to the local meeting and find out what it's about and get behind it. These are these these programs and these housing uh, production plan, plans that you see in different communities are critical to be able, being able to set the path for the future that we all want to see, which I think is one that is equitable and thriving, where everyone can find the right kind of housing options. And Dan, I think that there is such a meeting. I said I was about to ask. You were about to say that? I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. In your own town of Amherst. Yeah, uh, Mark. So Keith, what can you Mark tell Keith. us about that? Sure. On um, September 13th, um, uh, Wayfinders and the Amherst uh, Affordable Municipal Housing Trust are going to have a... a um, a uh, forum uh, to talk about something that Amherst did recently, which was to set aside um, a surplus school and um, some land that the town acquired for to create more affordable housing options in Amherst on two different sites. Wayfinders had the uh, oper- had the benefit or the pleasure of winning an RFP to be their designated developer for those sites. So we're going to be talking to the community. Request for proposal. A request for a proposal. Thank you, Buzz. Uh, uh, we're going to be talking about what we plan to develop and getting community input and insights into that. Um, and that's a community where we already have two housing developments, uh, Olympia Oaks and Butternut Farm. Uh, it's about 70 units between the two. And with this new project, uh, we will add another 70 units uh, to uh, providing both of uh, low-income housing, workforce housing, and market rate uh, rental opportunities uh, in Amherst. And before we take a break, Mark, one more time, how can people get in touch with Wayfinders and how can people be part of the solution? Go to wayfinders.org. That's wayfinders.org, just like it sounds. And we have a calendar link so you can see what opportunities there are if you're interested in becoming a first-time home buyer or you know somebody who is. Or, or if you want to donate and contribute to the organization that's doing all this work, there's a donate link as well, all on the front page at wayfinders.org. If you're interested in being a landlord, who wants to be a landlord who has problems with the tenant? People want to be a landlord and they want to you know, make a reasonable profit and have a uh, symbiotic relationship with the people that are renting their houses, people that they can uh, trust with their property and the like. I mean, it, it's not just for tenants, it's for landlords as well. Go to that calendar on wayfinders.org. Stay with us. We're going to take a break and be back in just a couple of minutes. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMT. How did the primary election results turn out and what did the results mean for Massachusetts? Join us as we fish wrap the results, plus a preview of a major upcoming event, Standing Together Against Racism and Anti-Semitism, plus a discussion of masks and COVID and our local schools. All this beginning Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Bill Newman, weekdays at 9 and again at 5. WHMP News, Information, and the Arts. I chose community mental health to serve populations that are often underserved. Megan is a therapist at ServiceNet. One core value at ServiceNet is to continue to learn, to really strive for the most effective treatment. If you're looking for a strong sense of community and collaboration, come to ServiceNet. If you're a licensed mental health clinician who wants to make your own hours while also being part of a progressive community mental health team, join us at ServiceNet. Go to the employment page at servicenet.org. Things to do with butternut. 
Roast it with butter and sage, mash it with butter and maple syrup, stuff it with quinoa, kale, and cranberries, and then there's curried butternut soup. Squash. The season is long, the recipes are endless, and River Valley Co-op is a fall festival of squash. Next time you're there, buy that squash you never buy. Kabocha squash or Blue Hubbard squash. Why? Why not? River Valley Co-op. Everyone is welcome, not just members. And everyone is wild about local squash. Did you know that you can prevent domestic and sexual violence? You can say something. We all can say something. Together, we can do so much. Say Something is the domestic and sexual violence prevention program at Safe Passage. Join a prevention lab to build your skills and find opportunities to say something to prevent violence. Join us and help make your community safe and healthy for everyone. Get more information or sign up for a prevention lab at saysomethingnow.org. If you're planning to serve turkey at Thanksgiving this year, keep in mind it will come with a generous side dish of inflation. Economists at the U.S. Department of Agriculture report an ongoing outbreak of avian influenza in the U.S. has devastated both commercial chicken and turkey flocks. Key bank mortgage customers had their personal data stolen in a hack of the bank's third-party provider. The data stolen included social security numbers, addresses, and account numbers in the breach of the third-party vendor that serves multiple corporate clients. New versions of the COVID-19 vaccine are rolling out in most states and should be available everywhere by the end of the month. The vaccines are intended to be used as boosters because they target the Omicron BA4 and BA5 spike proteins that are now widespread in the United States. I'm Mark Huffman. Learn more at ConsumerAffairs.com. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 And we are back. We're talking about the housing crisis in this region, in the Commonwealth, across the United States. Um, but before we, I go back to that, I just want to forecast. We have a really exciting week before us, Dan. Tomorrow, um, in our 4 o'clock segment, we have... <laughs> I think for 23 years, Barry Del Castillo was the town manager in Amherst. He's been the town administrator in South Hadley, in Long Meadow. He was a town manager, and now he's the chair of the Buckland Select Board. And we're going to be talking about governance. We're going to be talking about uh, school crises in all of these communities, enrollment crises that they're facing and the like. Um, on Thursday, we have Congressman Jim McGovern joining Brian Adams. We're going to be talking about climate uh, threats to the climate and solutions to those threats. And on Friday, we have First Franklin uh, Representative Natalie Blay and Duke Goldman is going to be talking about women in football, like American football, mm. um, which will be pretty interesting. On Monday, please join us because it's First Monday with law professor emeritus Bruce Miller talking about the Supreme Court. And then on Tuesday, we have Alex Kazim, the lawyer who's representing so many immigrants through the Center for um, New Americans. So we have a lot coming up that's going to be very interesting. But today we're talking about the housing crisis and who better to talk about it than our representative from Wayfinders, the organization that's committed to find, finding solutions about it. So we, when we left, we were talking about these um, programs with local communities. And Keith, you said something that really 
uh, resonated for me. You said instead of we're all focused on looking at the past in our community and the present in our community, but it's time to have a hand in shaping the future. Whose responsibility is to shape the future of our communities? Well, we all have a role to play in that, Buzz. I love the way you started out here talking about voting, right? That we all we all should vote. It's a it's our um, it's a um, it's a right that we have as adults, and we should use those rights to really um, bring into elected officials that. Uh, are wa- want to support our vision for our communities. And so voting is part of it. And I then, just wanted to tell you, I, I'll never forget the teacher. I think I was in ninth grade who said mm-hmm. it's not only a right, it's an obligation. Right. And so the other obligation, I think, as, as community members that we all have is to think about what we want our communities to be. And um, so when our elected officials and our town councils and our town meetings are bringing up issues around housing and zoning, a lot of people come with a lot of objections and no and NIMBY, but we really need to come about thinking about what do we want? What, what, is, what is needed in our communities? A lot of people turn away from the need and think about what they have and try to protect what they have, but really have to look at if you want your, as I said before, your teachers living in town, if you want to create an opportunity for your kids to, to have a home there or for other people uh, to f- provide, find the housing that you found, uh, there, then you need to think about what are the opportunities that are available to folks and how can your town further that. We have towns that have CPA funds that are dedicated to housing. CPA. Uh, Community Preservation Act funds. Um, some of some of our towns have those that are dedicated, part of them are dedicated to housing. We're developing in some towns like this where they don't actually invest them. They just keep collecting them mm-hmm. and adding them up, but they're not investing them. Towns like Amherst has a municipal housing trust where they have dedicated it to really investing. A town like East Hampton is uh, looking at right now taking its surplus schools and putting those forward for in a request for proposal for housing here in Northampton. Northampton has lots of great things that are doing similar things with looking at their zoning locally, looking at uh, how to invest in housing. In other communities, it's a it's a one of the big challenges you had. You were talking about 356 cities and towns in the Commonwealth. Uh, these are regional problems, though. Housing is a regional problem. We have no regional bodies to, to solve for. So, But we really do need to act on a local basis and it, um, think about an opportunity to, to act together. You know, you talked about West-East Rail, East-West Rail. Interesting, You, you I, I heard earlier in the campaign that some eastern Massachusetts politicians were talking about East-West Rail or West-East Rail as a solution for eastern Massachusetts housing pro- uh, problems to have, bring people out here. To what housing? We don't right. have the housing for them to come out to, um, but we really need to think about and challenge our state representatives to create housing programs that meet the needs of rural communities, of our gateway cities, in our weak markets here in Western Massachusetts, uh, as well as um, as well as our suburban communities. Uh, a lot of the housing policy often is created, obviously, in, in on Beacon Hill, with a great focus on a Greater Boston. We need greater Springfield, greater Pioneer Valley policies that meet the needs of our region. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that there'll be an opportunity uh, with the new legislative session, with the new governor, uh, whomever that may be, uh, to really have a voice for Western Massachusetts to come forward, whether you're in the Berkshires or you're in Franklin County or you're in Hampshire or Hamden County, with a set of policies and programs. And that's not a novel idea. They just, uh, we're, they're in, in the greater Boston area, they're passing new policies around uh, MBTA communities. So you know, the geographically I, focused policy, I think, is a big, big difference maker. 
I just wanted to ask uh, uh, Keith a little bit about strategies for uh, engaging people who have that NIMBY attitude of, I don't want to build near my house. And you want to get involved and you believe in a project. What, what advice would you give somebody um, to, to engage with somebody like that? Well, it's, it's often difficult as people are, are set in their ways, but you ask mm. people to have an open mind and think about who, what, what's being brought to their community. Mm. It's a major investment. Many communities haven't seen investments like these. These are multi-million dollar investments. Today, the, what we're required and what we build are, are kind of high quality buildings that any community would be proud of having. Mm. Uh, from a wayfinder's perspective, and I know our other colleagues like Valley CDC and others who, who develop housing here in the region provide a very high-quality, well-managed product that is an asset to each community. Mm. We're a neighbor. Mm. This has been so edifying for me. I know I've learned a lot. And, and part of what I've learned is it is up to us, each of us individually. We are always blessed with great legislators. We have a delegation here that's progressive and caring, generally speaking, and and we have access to them. They are our neighbors. And it, it's really important to let them know that affordable housing is one of our priorities. And then our expectation is that they're going to find solutions that provide housing for everybody. These are our neighbors who need a place to put their head down to raise their kids. And that'll help with the school issues that we have, the under-enrollment problems that we have, the taxation issues that we have. It's up to us. Wayfinders is there. One more time, Mark Tanzi, tell us how to get in touch with Wayfinders and find out about the events that are upcoming. Wayfinders.org. Look for the event calendar, look for the donate button, and we have a lot of great stories on the website of clients that we've worked with who have become successful first-time homebuyers and improved their lives. So read up on us and check out our workshops. You might CEO. find something useful. Keith Ferry of Wayfounders, thank you so much for joining us today. Mark Latanzi, Director of Marketing and Communications, thank you so much. Everybody, it's wayfinders.org. We'll be with you tomorrow. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. I woke up this morning, rainwater in my bed. For some kids, home isn't a safe place. And in these times, access to trusted adults like teachers and counselors is limited. I'm Kara McElhone, Executive Director of the Children's Advocacy Center of Hampshire County. Our mission is to prevent and end child abuse in our community by providing safety, healing, and justice. The Children's Advocacy Center is open in providing resources to children and caregivers throughout Hampshire County. Please visit us online at WHMP Northampton, WHMQ Greenfield. Northampton Radio Group Station. It's